Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we watch our favorite rom-coms and decide whether they hold up. I'm Carrie Gilbert. I'm Allison Gilbert. And you can find us on Instagram at hold underscore up underscore pod and on TikTok at hold up podcast. And you can join our Patreon to get exclusive bonus episodes and fun content at patreon.com slash hold up question mark. Or just look in the show notes because I'll try and remember to put it there. This week, we watched Kate Leopold. Sure which came out in 2001 it starts knowing the facts you know meg him. ryan and hugh jackman and leave leah schreiber and Brecken meyer and bradley whitford coming out of nowhere and well harvey weinstein wanted to make a movie where he put himself up on screen that's what happened there sure right it's important right. to know the miramax film yes um we also get a little bit of natasha leone thrown in there um a an, an extra with a line from Viola Davis. I was going to say Academy Award winner Viola Davis giving a bit part her absolute all. Um, I was reading the trivia on IMDb. Viola Davis and Hugh Jackman would later star together in. I just blanked on what's that movie. No idea. No, X-Men. you love it. Um, no. What Hugh Jackman women, movie do I love? Where the women widows hugh jackman is not in widows really interesting swear that was the movie um also he and feral he and leah hugh jackman and leah schreiber would later start together in one of the x-men movies or wolverine movies or whatever do you know who i get leah schreiber confused with and therefore spent half this movie thinking he had just died ray liotta Oh, sure, kinda. I get him confused with um the guy from Brothers and Sisters. Please get me there. Um, the one from the Americans, Belthazar. No, the one that stole his never made anything. From American's wife, or something like that. What? Carrie, nobody in this world watched Brothers and Sisters <laughs> like you did. True. No, the one from the Americans was dating Sienna Miller, question mark. And then the other one started dating Sienna Miller. I, I get think. the one. From, oh, I remember this. I get the one from the Belthazar Americans. Getty. I Go get on. the one from the Americans confused with Michael Sheen. Sure. I, can I see saw that. one of them getting into a cab in Brooklyn once, and I don't know which one it was. Children with Reese them. is who you're. Is Matthew I get Matthew Reese one. and Michael Sheen confused. Correct. Could not tell you which one I saw getting into a cab in Dumbo with their children. Well, like little children? Mm-hmm. Mm, not, yeah. I think that's probably Matthew Reese. I don't think Michael Sheen has anyone other, has any children other than the Kate Beckinsale daughter. Okay, then I saw Matthew Reese getting into a cab in Dumbo with, maybe they weren't Wait, his listen, children. More importantly, those are Carrie Russell's children. Correct, so. but she wasn't there just feel like it's more important um, to the millennial in me all right this movie was directed We've by james wildly van gogh wait what i was gonna say is hugh jackman and leah shriver in wolverine or something play half brothers who are mortal enemies and <sighs> james mangold was the director of that movie and so he cast both of them okay good talk Go on. fascinating he directed this movie and he also wrote it with a man named stephen rogers like captain america <laughs> Sure. 
prisoners. Viola Davis oh. and Jackman are in prisoners together. I've never seen prisoners. That's different than widows. I don't really know what that is. Um, it has a 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, that's generous. Uh, this movie has a higher Rotten Tomatoes score say. than Practical Magic. I think we should point out every time a shitty movie has a higher <laughs> score on Rotten Tomatoes than Practical Magic. Wow. Wow. Also, like, just goes to show you that, like, the critic, cr- the, like, critiques and reviews that come out at a time that a movie is made mean jack fucking shit for this like timelessness of a movie because come september everybody and their fucking mom is going to be talking about practical magic and practical magic season and this that and the other thing and i haven't heard anybody talk about this movie i have not seen this movie since we saw it probably at crestwood or chicago ridge mall theaters in 2001 so i haven't seen this movie since i was 12 i think i've seen it a couple of times since then but i've not i don't think i've ever watched it like in my adult life it's bad it's not good no it also makes zero fucking sense and like i am not somebody i don't need my time travel to make sense like i i understand i'm watching a movie i'm Mm. totally okay with like just being happy that like steve rogers and Agent Carter, like, got to live happily ever after. I'm okay. I don't need to question, like, the multiverse oh, of it all. Um, the multiverse is really this... freaking me out right now because I'm reading a book with two different timelines. Mm. And Maybe in another like... life. Is that what it's called? Yes. The Taylor Jenkins reads. Yes. Uh, it's, on it's like sliding doors. It is it is essentially sliding doors. Um. And basically now I'm like every decision I made exists somewhere in the universe. Also, like I'm dead somewhere in other universes. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie, what is the plot of Kate and Leopold's? <laughs> I wrote Leah Shriver has a face that knows what an iPad is, which is which is true because then it's revealed that he's he starts with him in the past, but he's from mm-hmm. the future. The time travel doesn't make sense. Makes and, like sometimes sense. it affects like like there are no elevators once Hugh Jackman comes back, but that's the only way anything is different also am i meant to believe that if hugh jackman hadn't invented the elevator we'd all still be taking the stairs everywhere like nobody like someone would have figured it out filled that void like palm pilots still exist but we never invented the elevator right correct also, his last name is Mountbatten. So are we implying that he is an ancestor of the current British royal family? Probably. Although he doesn't know who Princess Di and Charles are. Well, he um, wouldn't. It was right. also like, that's your great-great-grandson. Maybe. Speaking of. Okay, so the plot of this is that Hugh Jackman is from 1876. He follows Liev Shriver through some sort of like gap in the time space continuum and ends up in 2001 and falls in love with Meg Ryan, Kate. And in one week, if that. Um, and then she follows him back to 1876. Imagine following a man to a different city. Imagine following a man anywhere after a week of dating them, let alone an entirely different timeline where there isn't indoor plumbing or rights. Right. Like as a woman, you're going to go to a time where 
women didn't have right like you couldn't own property also you're going to a time essentially when you're going to be expected to have children and there's no modern medicine ma'am you could like i didn't even think about that like you could die in child i mean you could die in childbirth in the year of our Lord best case scenario she has to do it without an epidural is any man worth that i mean i love my husband but is any man worth that i was like if I think after a week of dating, if Ben was like, I'm from the past, come to 1876 with me, I would have been like, it wasn't meant to be. Best of luck. Like, right. What? Like, I will think I will think of this tom- time fondly all after my life. a year of dating, but... we are moving in together. And I think I'd still be like, that's too big of a commitment. You're going to have to stay here. Also, like, she, the whole movie is like fighting for this promotion, wants this promotion, is so excited when she gets the promotion that she's crying. She's so happy and so proud of herself. And literally 24 hours later, she's like, fuck it all. I'm going to 1876. Well, and also, also, it's like, why do I work this hard? Um, work isn't for me. Like, it, it, or he says, like, work, work is bad. It's not like, you don't, you don't need to be working this hard. And it's like a little bit anti-capitalist, but mostly it's just sort of like, you're discouraging a woman from working. <laughs> right. Yes. So listen, we've talked about before that, like, the early aughts loved a woman committed to hustle culture. And Girl now I'm just like. Yes, it was very like girl boss gate keep gaslight. And now I'm just like, that's this is not the world we're living, ma'am. Like we're not doing this anymore. I this move this movie and its ilk, its contemporaries, really convinced me like deep down in my soul that as an adult, I would be expected to work out and work at the same time. And even now when I go to work out, I'm like, maybe I should be working while I'm doing this. Like maybe it's, I should be doing some multitasking. The contemporary version of it is the girlies on TikTok with walking <laughs> pads who are like doing their meetings on a walking pad. And it's like, I don't have the energy. I Although I did have a, I was getting that. anxious in my workout class the other day that I didn't have my phone on me. And I was like, what if someone at work needs me? And I was like, well, then they can wait 15 minutes while I stretch. Exactly. So anyway, I mean, really like early aughts rom-coms and late 90s early aughts rom-coms did a number on my you know ability to just do a workout and like enjoy it um that being said this like rich white man from the past from a time when like that that high that if you were in that class you didn't work like work was not a thing people did it for you and you just made passive income being like oh you shouldn't work too hard like the pace of this world is too fast like sir you have a point and also like it's not your point to make and then just like casually inventing the elevator right um yeah it's wild it's wild that she goes back in the end it's wild that she like leaves her brother like poor brother without like a second thought and like She's like, I'll love you forever. And I'm like, you don't want to like think this through a little bit. We have to talk about the manner in which you get in through the time space continuing because she has to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge. So if your ex-boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend is Leah Shriver, tells you that in order to be with the man you love, Hugh Jackman from the past who you've known for one week, you have to throw yourself off the Brooklyn Bridge. You wouldn't be like, oh, wow, he's trying to murder me. Also, like, I'd have so many follow-up questions. So I'd many. I'd probably be like, I'm not throwing myself because, like, the odds that this goes wrong are so bad. Like, mm-hmm. what if he had miscalculated the time-space continuum and then you're just dead? Well, there's that, but then, like, what if it works and you're in 1876 and this man you've known for a week turns out to like have some annoying habits or like be violent or you know like not think you deserve right. right excuse me no 
Is it unromantic to say there is no man for whom I would travel back to 1876 for? Maybe that's not love. Maybe I don't know true love. I am somebody who is willing to forgive a lot in my love stories. If you look at my Goodreads, you know what I'm talking about. The covers get wilder and wilder. (laughs) but, But jumping off the Brooklyn Bridge to go to 1876 is... No pun intended, a bridge too far. <laughs> Let's put aside for a fact that there would be no indoor plumbing. Maybe there would. I don't actually know when indoor plumbing was invented, and I will not look it up. But let's put aside for a fact that there's probably no indoor plumbing, that she wouldn't have rights or an epidural or modern medicine. Um, I don't want to live without television. The first time, the first time that somebody like said something and I was like, I don't know, I'll Google it. And then I couldn't, I'd be like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm out. I'm not supposed to be here. I was deeply hungover yesterday. I was the kind of hungover that makes you just want to die. At one point I yelled, I'm dying. And Ben was like, you're hungover. You're fine. And I was like, what'd you do on Friday night? Went out to dinner and accidentally got drunk. Sure. Um, I was like violently hungover. And all I wanted to do, first of all, so without Advil, where would I even be right now? I All I wanted to do was be in sweats and watch television yesterday. And imagine not being able to be in sweats and watch television. Imagine. I could not. And I got so my like, dream. I watched like seven episodes like of Succession. Pump your own water in order to like be hydrated during your hangover? To be like- fair... Meg Ryan in this movie wouldn't have to do that because she was rich, so she'd have somebody to pump her water for her. Well, except he's like has no money, but he's about to invent the elevator, so it's fine. Well, and also like love, whatever. Like, ma- like sure, like love over money, but with my modern conveniences. Mm-hmm. Here's the crazier part. Not to, to quote Kim Cattrall, I don't want to be in a situation for even 30 minutes where I'm inconvenienced. <laughs> do you know the amount of money I will pay not to be inconvenienced? Like, Oh like God, I, was I would down for here's the much- thing i would go to 1876 find somebody else to invent the elevator and then convince that man to come back to 2001 with me that would be more realistic in my mind than what happened in this movie i was talking to ben about like how much i think the movers are gonna cost and he was like that just seems like so much and i was like well do you want me to cancel it and we can do it ourselves and he was like i absolutely do not i'm i was like right like I'll pay so much money to not have to lift a box. So exactly. I don't have so much money. It's not like, it's not like I got money to burn, burn, burn. I will spend my entire tax return to not have to lift a box. In the original version of this movie that got, well, first of all, there were like evidently like 842 versions of the screenplay. And in the original screenplay, it's an entirely different movie. Um, how so it's about like a science like a scientific team that invents time travel and she's one of the scientists and brings him to present and they had like already met somewhere along the line and had a child together that he didn't know about (gasps) let's watch that one also okay but so in the in the final screenplay and in the version of this movie that got filmed but then they cut the scenes out because focus groups were like, excuse me? Stuart, Liev Shriver's character, is a mm-hmm. descendant of Hugh Jackman. 
So then also a descendant of, of Meg Ryan, Ryan his ex-girlfriend, who, who who I think they say they dated for like four years. Did no one realize what that meant? Or like thought it'd be okay? I don't know, but it got here's cut the, out. Here's the other thing about time travel. So she figures out that um, she loves him and is supposed to go back because Leah Schreiber was taking pictures in the past and she's in all the pictures, right? Like time is a flat circle, whatever, time, space, continuum. Except then they're like, we have to rush to get you there. You're going to miss it. And I'm like, respectfully, she's still in the pictures. So we know she doesn't miss it. So we don't have to rush? Like, isn't that proof that she makes it? My head hurts. I can't. Truly. This movie is stupid. Truly. This movie is so stupid. And there are so many good actors in it. And I'm I'm Poor sad lineless for them. Christian Shaw gets just she's supposed to marry Hugh Jackman and she gets cuckolded by Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, like honestly, the best parts of this movie are Leah Schreiber and Brick and Meyer. Like, I would like to watch the movie where it's just the two of them, like doing some time travel antics. I really like creepy Bradley Whitford. I feel like because he's so deeply ingrained in us as Josh Lyman. Well, and this is this is peak Lyman. Like he's looking that, Lyman, you know. Yes, he looks like Josh Lyman. Well, it's also 2001. Like, I mean, we are all about to fall deeply and madly in love with Joshua Lyman. We already are. That show premiered in 1998. We're into season three, Gary. Oh, well, great. We've already, like, recovered from drugs. Um, What? That was Studio 60. You're right. Sorry. PTSD, not drugs. Um, I feel like we forget that he can do, like, not nice guy pretty damn well. I mean, arguably his most famous role since the West Wing was being a man who traps black people in their bodies so that they can have the consciousness of dead white people. Spoiler alert. That's what I mean. Like, like he's an he's I feel an like excellent where, evil guy. But I feel like that's where he kind of like started. And then because if you'll recall, he's the person who sells out tom hanks in philadelphia and get tom's gets tom hanks fired for having aids so, i like, did I feel not like know that and i mentioned the other day that i'd never seen philadelphia spoiler alert um because ben asked as we were watching sleepless in seattle if this was tom hanks like transition into serious acting because we we're watching that scene where he like the monologue about i'm gonna get out of bed every day blah 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 He's like, is this is when we is this the movie that made us realize Tom Hanks could seriously act? And I was like, I don't think so. Like, no, sure enough, everything he made before Sleepless in Seattle was a comedy, and right after Sleepless in Seattle, he made Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. We hit that IMDb and we hit it hard. I'm gonna need a minute. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating, actually. Like, that's really interesting. So, like, Nora Ephron was the person who was like, this guy from Booza Buddies. <laughs> and Joe versus Volcano, just... I think, was before. Nora continuing to be just ahead of her time. <laughs> Joe versus the Volcano, um, starring Meg Ryan, and look, we're right back. And I guess we so, uh, Just briefly to circle back to, like, clearly this was a, a movie written by a man. Um, and like a woman written by a man. So at one point, Meg Ryan gets mugged and chases after the mugger into Central Park, like into like the brush 
of Central Park. And I was like, no woman. No like, woman. She's I know. never seen an episode of Law and Order. And it's right there. I would like to have a moment of silence for Munch. Did you not see my text message? Munch died. No, I did. I did. I've already I'm I'm mourning. I just I don't know if you could hear it. But certainly my microphone picked up that during our moment of silence, my husband and child were in the background, like, being dinosaurs at each other. <laughs> you know, to you honor were like, Munch. You were like, moment of silence. And then Jeff was like, I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> so a classic dinosaur line. <laughs> right, exactly. Dinosaurs um, often had to announce that they were dinosaurs. But the, oh, so um, she runs into Central Park into the brush so that he can steal a horse uh-huh. and like save her and get her purse back. What? Truly, it's dumb. Truly, it's dumb. okay. So we were also talking about how like this movie has a lot of really good people in it, and there are like I, I personally think the script is trash, and I think that there are some decent enough performances. I think Hugh Jackman gets to do, like, basically jack shit in this movie, and so we don't get to see, like, true to Hugh Jackman. But I think a lot of the secondary characters are very good and very funny. I love Meg Ryan. I love her. We just talked about Nora Ephron being a genius, and a lot of, you know, a lot of Nora is Meg. I felt like in this movie, I was watching someone do an impression of Meg Ryan. Yes, the script is very bad and it's hard to like make up for that even as even being Meg Ryan like because at no point she starts fully dating him well he's not letting go of the fact that he's from 1876 like can you be like he's definitely unwell and needs an SSRI of some sort yeah he's also like he's also like you need a chaperone on your date with this man but then, like, 12 hours later has sex with her. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I've seen enough Bridgerton to know that that is not okay. No. Now she's unclean. Now he has to marry her. Right. Because of Bridgerton. Um, You know, Meg Ryan is not good in this movie. And Meg Ryan's very good. Yeah. It was not a great Meg Ryan performance. It literally felt like somebody, like, put Kathleen Kelly on uppers or something. Like, I just... Well, and last week I also watched both You've Got Mail and Sleepless in Seattle. And I was like, what a weird. This isn't, this isn't her. No. I also, I don't, maybe part of it is, maybe part of it is that this like ice woman needs to get fucked and suddenly like she wears, you know, she stops wearing like her high collared shirts. Doesn't want to do her job anymore because now she's had good sex. Right. Right. Like I lose all my ambition once I've had good sex. Sometimes. Um, Yeah. Right. I mean, um, listen, I wouldn't follow Amanda seven to 1876, but if a Duke was like, you could live a life of leisure, I'd be like, I maybe. Is maybe. there plumbing and television? <laughs> right. Right. Because um, I need my Great British Bake Off and a toilet that flushes. Right. I mean, now, like now, if a Duke sure. were like, you could live a, leave, live a life of leisure. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't want to work. Let's be clear. <laughs> like criticizing that she stops doing i understand that but it's like it's the path to getting there i i want to choose not to work because work is stupid and i'm tired not because a man's going to provide for me correct anyway 
what was my point? Oh, so first of all, like we're, this is like classic kind of late nineties, early aughts, like, you know, buttoned up ice woman gets fucked. And now she wears like a, you know, we can show some cleavage. I'm not sure that's who met. Like, I'm not sure that's the role for Meg Ryan. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not she sure that's her She doesn't play, like, corporate spot. badass well enough. No. Also, definitely has a face from our time. You know? Mm-hmm. Her face is not... Her face is not made for 1876. The only one with a face of, for 1876 in this movie is Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. He has, like, a timeless look. Also, I saw a TikTok the other day. That was like a video from him and the music man. And somebody was like, this man, I will never forgive Hollywood for convincing this man that he had to play a superhero because all this man wants to do is sing and dance. And as bad as this movie was, it had a couple of moments where I was like, oh, you can see like musical theater actor kid coming through in Hugh Jackman. And I was like, yeah, that's that's who I want to watch. Hugh Jackman. Just let this man sing and dance. James. What's his name? Marsden. Mm-hmm. For rich people. James Marsden is the everyman Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is like the fancy version. I can see. Sure. You know, I'm thinking this movie makes me think of the movie Enchanted and that uh, they're both weird, but only one of them is good. And I feel like Hugh Jackman could have done that role, the James Marsden role. Yeah. 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 There's a real like goofy theater kid energy there. (laughs) I don't know why we thought like superhero Hugh Jackman was where we needed him to be. Apparently Wolverine's a good movie. I will never find out for myself. Um, yeah, I am- wasn't he also like, I don't want to make these movies anymore. Like this, this, and they paid him like a quadrillion dollars to do another one because they wanted another one. And he was like, Ugh, I guess maybe I have to. I'm going to see Ant-Man tomorrow, which is called Quantumania and not Quantumania, which feels like a missed opportunity. Ant-Man is in the title, but they're not highlighting it. It's driving me crazy. I can't trust these people to make creative decisions if they can't even see that the Ant Man is in Quantum Mania. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What Man- do you want it to be? Quant <laughs> Mania. Speaking of time travel in the multiverse, that was really going to break your brain. Oh, I saw the multitude of madness, the multiverse of madness, the mul- the multiverse of madness. Yeah, I yeah. saw it nannying. So I like brought a bunch of preteen girls to it. It's a dark movie for preteen girls. One girl was like, I didn't like it. It was scary. And I was like, same girl. Um, All about his honor, but they do it. Mm-hmm. She invents the I, Sunday scaries. So now that she's gone back in time, Sunday scaries aren't a thing. Because at one point she's like, oh, it's Sunday. I don't want to work. And I was like, mm-hmm. same. He even, oh my God, I just remembered just looking at my notes. When he's like trying to like best Bradley Whitford for her heart. He her boss is actually harassing her. Right. Which is supposed to be a romantic. He's supposed to be like a romantic rival. And it's like, Harvey, that's not romance. That's a crime. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we were supposed to like him. I don't. I mean, I thought he came across creepy. Maybe that's just Bradley Woodford doing his job. He weirdly kisses her head at one point. 
Well, so anyway, so like Hugh Jackman's trying to like best him in knowledge of things. And he says something about him being like attempting a serpentine effort to turn a woman into a whore. And I was like, did you just tell this woman that if she sleeps with her boss, she's a whore? And then she's less than 24 hours later supposed to forgive you because you wrote her a handwritten letter? Excuse me? Excuse me. Mm, I don't know. A handwritten letter will do a lot. And then she and then she faxes a response. Maybe maybe this is like the rotating the tires thing that I discovered far too late in life. But like, did you know dance cards are a real thing? I learned that from Bridgerton. Same. Okay, great. I when I heard it in this movie, I was like, I know what that is now because I learned it in Bridgerton that people put you like fill up your dance card with people to dance with. Yeah, it also came up in another in a book I'm listening to, and I was like, see, I know that's a real thing because of Bridgerton. Bridgerton uh, teaching us so much. The things we've learned also how speaking of how babies are made. Um <laughs> true. Although unlike Daphne, the rest of us knew that. Maybe not everyone. True. I don't think this movie understands physics. I don't understand physics either, so I can't say that for sure. But I don't think this movie has a good understanding of physics. That's fair. You know how when you watch like Palm Springs or Groundhog Day. You're like, okay, someone when making this movie like cracked open a physics books and was like, does this make sense? And then made a movie. They just like cross-referenced mm-hmm. and made it make mm-hmm. sense. That didn't happen here. No. No. No sense. The, this movie makes zero senses. Yeah. And it doesn't attempt to. And you know what? <laughs> Speaking of not wanting to work, I respect that. Yeah. They were like, we don't want to work it's either. Still, they still got a 52% so on Rotten Tomatoes. So. Um, those movies where sometimes when I'm like, oh, am I good at like the imposter syndrome hits in, and then I'm like, oh, this piece of shit got made. <laughs> um, we're also clearly in the late '90s slash early aughts because we're still pushing margarine as a thing. And then he all... has a thing. It was like he, she's a fraud because she's pushing a product that doesn't taste good on the masses. It's like the yeah, conflict yeah. was so bizarre so bizarre that's, i understand that's literally why they break up is because he like doesn't respect her career because she's pushing margarine and like she doesn't have integrity because of it and i was like sir i mean sit down because i'm gonna have to tell you about like the diet industry as a whole i'm about to blow your like, mind sir like, you don't work you've moved to america so that you can find a wife to get my like i don't think glass houses babe yeah we gotta make a buck New York's yeah. expensive, and she seems to live in a nice neighborhood. Yeah, and like that was a clever commercial. Props to her. Good job, Meg Ryan. If I were still now in go my diet open culture a bookstore, phase, which is what you're meant to do, right? Yes, you your outfit should be far flouncier than they are. If you were still in your diet culture phase, that commercial probably would have convinced me to buy the margarine. Do you know how long I spent eating fake ass butter? I mean, like our entire childhood. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Too long. Too long. Smart. Smart because balance. Hydrogenated, line... hardened hydrogenated oil. It's better for you than butter. I don't think so. Um, The one line in this movie that I was like, that line makes a lot of sense. Is <laughs> Hugh Jackman says, without the culinary arts, the cruelties of life would be unbearable. Basically, like without food, we'd all like want to kill ourselves. And he's not wrong. Look, I rolled my ass out of bed this morning walked to the bodega i got eggs 
I got bacon. I got a bag of frozen tater tots. I made myself a delicious goddamn breakfast. Hungover? Oh, no, you were hungover yesterday. No, yesterday Ben made me a breakfast. Yesterday I whined and complained and bitched because I didn't want the food that was in the house. So he went and made me a breakfast that then I could not eat because I felt so sick. <laughs> he should throw me off the Brooklyn Bridge into a time space I'm a monster. He's like, I'm a monster. Is it too late to get out of that lease we just signed together? (laughs) Just an awful person. And he wasn't, he was like not giving me sympathy because I was hungover and not actually sick. And then I was like, be nice to me. And he was like, I'm making you breakfast. And I was like, (laughs) oh. It's okay, Jeff, today on our drive back from Indianapolis. Jeff went in, like, got out of the car, pumped the gas, let me sleep, got out of the car, pumped the gas, went in the gas station to buy treats and snacks, comes back out with Swedish fish and, like, something else. And I was like, I'm really feeling a salty snack. (laughs) (laughs) And so he walked his ass back in the gas station to get me a salty snack. (laughs) Well, I was being a full, a full blown cunt yesterday, like a full scale, capital C cunt yesterday. He's like making me breakfast and I'm sat standing in the kitchen like, I need to go back and lay down and watch TikTok. And he just like, I poured coffee grouchily. And then he just like points to the fridge, <laughs> opened it up. And there was almond milk cookie butter cream. Oh, I wow. Immediately flipped on a dime and I was like, I'm a monster. <laughs> oh, and then I set my creamer and then I turned back into a bitch. It's fine. <laughs> Listen, right. That's the kind of thing you wouldn't be able to get from a man in 1876. He would not be bringing you almond milk cookie butter creamer. Well, one, because it definitely didn't exist. And two, I also like, I'm not to pull this card, but like, I can't go back to 1876 for a man. I would immediately, I would die in a week. Oh, diabetes the insulin? Right. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, they didn't discover insulin until 1920. And even then it wasn't stable. Like truly don't want to live in a time other than this don't even want to do the the redo of this you should do the like remake where like she's like no i have an advanced medical condition i cannot go back to 1876 yeah there's some fucking health privilege that meg ryan can happily go back to 1876 i just but also like what if she develops a disease like that and then lives in 1876 right what if she like i said what if she becomes pregnant in 1876 all sounds terrible. Pregnancy sounds pretty bad in 2023, if we're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I could never say this movie is aggressively heterosexual and heteronormative. There's also that. But like what rom com was it, I guess, in the at this day and age? Object to my affection. Oh, fair, fair point. Uh. Also, maybe the most offensive part of this movie is that in the end when she is oh that's wait two things first so like she's at like a work function where it's black tie and she's in an evening dress but then when she climbs out on the brooklyn bridge she has like it's become work boots on oh yes there's also like, a there's also like right. a ruffle she, that makes it look like it can pass in the 1800s but like they didn't do it cre- the costuming is not good enough sorry to this costumer that like I believe that is a dress that fits in both timelines. Probably because there is not a dress no, no, that fits. No, Alex changed when she went through the the time space continuum. Her dress changed. I don't think that's how. 
again, I don't understand physics either. We should have had a physicist on for this episode. This is what I'm saying. Like, his clothes didn't change when he came through. The only thing that gets fucked up is the elevators. But when she goes through, she gets a whole new wardrobe? Like, excuse me? This movie is stupid, and I'm now mad. (laughs) I just... I'm most mad at the work boots. What was the second thing? You said there were two things. That the dress changed. Sure. Yeah, it's dumb. Anyway, I probably will never be watching this movie again. Oh, I spent $8 on this movie. Why? I only had to spend four. And that was four too many. Because I had to rent it twice. Because I rented it on Friday to watch it at my home. And I rented it on Jeff's iTunes, but then I didn't have a chance to finish it. So I needed to finish it on the car ride to Indianapolis and the car ride back from Indianapolis. So I had to rent it on Amazon so I could watch it on my phone. Why can you just log into his iTunes on your phone? Because because on an Apple, then that becomes way too complicated because then I have to like log out of all my shit. I could have maybe used his phone, but instead I just – I. Listen, this movie was not worth eighteen. Because once again, we will spend any amount of money to avoid any minor inconvenience. It's why I'm in debt. <laughs> Truly. Truly. Anyway, I'm at the point of preparing to move where I'm like, what if I just pay my shit ton more money and they pack for me? Honestly, I hate nothing more than packing and moving. So I support it. But I, you know, have more credit card debt than you do. So I wouldn't take my advice. All right. What are we watching next? Oh no. Pain Leopold doesn't hold up. We used to like have some level of organization where we'd be like, does it hold now we answer the questions at the end. And now we're just straight up talking to each other. That was fun that we tried. Next we are watching Love Jones. I've never seen it. Neither have I. But I've heard it's good. I've heard good things. Yeah, it's like referenced when it's like one of those like rom coms people reference. Well, hopefully it'll Uh, go next week, next episode will go better than this episode. I mean, we'll see. Uh, written and directed by one person, which I always, I, I always like an auteur, you know? Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. Uh, uh, great. Well, so Jonas in two weeks for Love Jones. Um, our next Patreon episode will be up next week. We are going to watch Your Place or Mine. I expect that to go about as well as this did. But come join us on the Patreon to find we'll out. We'll find out. We're even meaner on the Patreon, if you can believe it. <laughs> True. Bye. Bye.